podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Do you like beer? Do you like free? How about, you guessed it, free beer. As a valued listener, we'd like to bestow upon you just that. Thanks to our good pals at beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com slash whistle and cover just the postage of £4.95. And if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the Whistleblowers, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's 10 free beers. Beer 52 are pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they're the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 delivers a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand, and many more, but they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine, Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you receive and a beery snack thrown in just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan. Easy. Just go to www.beer52.com slash whistle to get your case free. And don't forget right now, whistleblower listeners get extra free beers. Just the two of them. That's 10 for you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to The Whistleblowers. I am your host, Mark Smith, and I'm here with someone who's becoming a bit of a regular on the old show. Yeah. Uh, in lieu of, well, don't don't come in just yet. Sorry. In lieu of Martin Gritton, yet again, he's uh, off somewhere, who knows where. Presumably he's off because he, I imagine, falls into the quite vulnerable bracket of this darn virus, being that he's the oldest man I've ever met. Uh, that voice is Stuart Laws. Hello, Stuart Laws. Hello. Uh, now, the audio might not sound as good as normal. Normal, Normally, it sounds beautiful. But this time, uh, we are recording remotely. So yeah, I'm in apologies. that bunker from the end of Terminator 3. Right, <laughs> yeah. Where am I, then? Uh, you're in your house, aren't you? I'm in Hitler's bunker from Downfall. <laughs> but the, the, the key thing is we're both in bunkers, so it does sound a bit like that. Apologies for that. But we thought we'd, we'd rather get something out than, I mean, the alternative, which is... Nothing. Which is what we've got to get used to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Nothing's very much the theme of uh, the show today, uh, and probably for the next couple of months. We don't really know. We're not going to touch too much upon the whole coronavirus thing, because you can almost certainly get all the information you need from a much better source than us. Uh, and a there's scientist. nothing. A scientist, or, I mean, if you go on any sports thing at the minute, they're talking about you know, what the repercussions are, when we'll be back. We don't know when we're going to be back with proper football. So in the meantime, we'll just sort of carry on indefinitely with stuff around football uh, rather than, you know, the games that are going on. But we can agree as a Spurs fan that it's the best thing that could have happened for Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's probably a few teams that feel like that, I think. Mm. Uh, all right, quickly then, as a Spurs fan... Yep. Would you would you be if you're Daniel Levy and you're in those meetings? Yep. Are you saying, hey, let's just let's just void the season, lads? Void it. Last season's yeah. positions hold true for next season, and off we go. You'd take it though, would you? You'd be like, okay, 
Yeah, obviously. You'd you'd be happy. But you're still going to have Jose starting next season, right? Yeah. Whenever that season is. That's terrible, and I'll just have to get used to it and sort of slowly but surely shrink away from the game. (laughs) (laughs) But until then, I will be able to laugh at Liverpool, I guess. Yeah. Well, this is the last we'll talk about this because there isn't any point. Because as I say, if you go on any podcaster of Sky Sports News or whatever, they're, they're covering this in more detail. I mean... In insane detail, but it's really just the same thing being said over and over again, but with Danny Mills on it. <laughs> um, but the 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 what do you see happening with this, Stu? Just a quick one sentence answer. How are they going to work this out? Very simple, a tombola. Okay, lovely, good. <laughs> anyway, if that happens, we might be the biggest podcast in the world. <laughs> you heard it here first. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So let's move on then, because we can talk about other stuff that isn't about. Uh, the football that's currently playing or, or not playing. Um, and by the way, we don't normally ask for much in, in terms of participation from our listeners, but no, it would be you really hate helpful. Them, don't you? You've, you've actively hate them. Yeah. yeah. So it's audio only, so you can't see that. I'm just swearing at you, flicking the V's it's really as horrible. a listener. It's subtitled really because you're in Hitler's bunker. Let's, let's let's stop talking about that in case that first bit was gets edited out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you just said. Sounds insane. Um, but. Uh, if you are a listener to the show, long time or short time listener, whatever, it would be really helpful to us uh, if you could get in touch with the show, uh, give us something to, to sort of feed off, maybe ask us some questions, whatever you can do. Uh, you can get us uh, at Football Podcast. Uh, that's on Twitter. Wow, how'd you at get Football that? Podcast. Yeah, all right, mate. And we'll talk about some stuff today, which will probably lead into more stuff that will lead you into being somehow participatory. In, in the show. Yeah, well, so, well, we've got a few topics that we've got, right? That we're, we're thinking, we got how are we going to get through the next couple of months of no sport without even a promise of better sport? <laughs> yeah. Because the oh, summer's Christ. fine because you've got the, the sun's out, there might be an international yeah. tournament. No, there won't be. What are you talking about? No, I'm saying normally the summer is fine. You go for a couple oh, of months without football, but you're like, sorry, we, there's the promise of football at the moment. Who knows what's going to happen? So... This well, is... no, normally, yeah, it's like, it's like summer, I always complain, I'm like, oh, I've had to watch tennis today. And, and this year, I would literally kill you for a bit of tennis. But okay. I shouldn't have to do that. How much would you so pay? Let's, let's... How much would you pay right now? You could turn on your TV and there'd be a game of uh, one of the big five leagues in Europe is on. Oh, how much? Well, let's think about this. I have essentially lost the next three months of my work. Um, so I have no money. But I would give all my money for it. Okay, well here's the um, here's the kicker: it's Ren versus Montpellier. <laughs> Man, I'm in. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, exactly. I'm all in. Give me something I can bet on. Jesus Christ, this is torture. Uh, Stu, you mentioned there you, you alluded to some topics that we might cover. Mm. Um, shall we crack on with the first one? Yes. Uh, and it might sound quite generic, this, but I think it's it's a nice time for reflection, isn't it? This, so I think we should discuss. One of our favourite ever games. Uh, so we're going to pick a game that we love from the past, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to try and convince the other one why it's such an important and impressive and rewatchable game. Uh, by the way, you can watch these games on YouTube. We will put the link in uh, the description, uh, so you can go away, watch them, and tell us why we're wrong. Um, again, like I say, via Twitter, tell us why we're wrong. I love uh, Stu, why don't you kick us off? What's your uh, what's the game you want to talk about? It is a little game called Man City Four. Tottenham Hotspur 3. So this is from last season. Yeah, that's quite a recent one. And as a Spurs fan, I think Set that the lot, scene it for is me, quite Steve. recent. We had played our first 
Champions League game. We, be, we being Tottenham, of course. Sorry, yep, Tottenham. They played their first Champions League game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Harry Kane had got injured again. We'd come away with a 1-0 win. Then this game happens and everyone thinks it's going to be a cagey, mm. cagey atmosphere. It's going to be, oh, who's going to be able to buckle first? Spurs will sit back. Um, by the 11th minute, it was 2-2. <laughs> Let me just tell you something here quickly. So I was in uh, I was in Disneyland at the time. <laughs> so the time difference meant it was something like I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't late at all. It's an hour, isn't it? Hour forward. Oh, oh no, sorry, I was in Florida. Oh blimey, I didn't know you were that. Yeah, sore. boy. So I'm there with my with with my who, my child who was like five months old at the time, and then my nephews who were five and two, and. I'm in the hotel room watching the first bit of this game thinking, you know what, I'll just, I'll watch the first five minutes and I've got to go because we're all going to the parks. We've paid a lot of money to go to Disneyland and we're going to the parks. But yeah, after 11 minutes, I'm like, you guys go without me, man. Like, I know I've, I've spent all my money on this. <laughs> you drafted there was a, nothing a, that could a, a tear divorce me. agreement, haven't you? For such an occasion. <laughs> I've signed yeah, it. Specifically in a, yeah, this was specifically in our nuptials. Um, but it was, it was Im- literally impossible to leave my dark hotel room to go to a the most happy place on the planet. <laughs> and so instead I, I stayed in and watched the whole thing. And it was with absolutely no dog in the fight. I was completely consumed by that game. And it was just unbelievable. Sorry, Stu, carry on. I don't think a game has affected me as much as that. I think you've got games like um, Germany, England from 96, uh, England, Colombia, no. Hey, mate, don't ruin it. We'll have to talk about this for the next three months. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a few that are potentially out there. Um, yeah. The, like the the comeback against Ajax, there was a sense of resignation. There was a sense of, well, if we do this, it's it's crazy. So you, it's sort of part of you had gone out of it. This, Spurs were in the game for the entire time, apart from a 14-minute spell when Aguero had scored to make it 4-2. And you're thinking at that point, there's no way Spurs are coming back into this. We are, we haven't got Harry Kane. We're a, you know, last legs for a lot of these players. Wanyama, I think, had to come on at one point. A man whose knees, both the knees, had gone quite a while before. And then Lorente hips it in. Hips it. Is that <laughs> is that what he did? Yeah, it was something. It was something that I've not really seen before. Lorente, who'd gone from a man who could not get a minute to play with Poch to being suddenly the most important player to Spurs' plan D. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, and just that, that celebration. And then, obviously, this was the first time that sort of VAR had sort of reared its head in such a massive way. Uh, so that went to VAR for about two minutes and it had that great shot of the referee just watching it on the monitor and then just being like, I don't know what anyone's problem is. That's a goal. And walking away. And then, of course, the 93rd minute, Sterling scoring and me being like, well, that's it. That's done. I hadn't got used to that. That's the end of your life. That's, that's not just the end of the game. I've, yeah. I've sat on the sofa that I'm sat on right now, sort of actively sweating, palpitating, just having the, <laughs> the worst and best time. And then suddenly that happens. And you go, yeah, of course, it spurs. That's what happens. Of course. Where were you watching this, year? Just in my living room. I didn't want to watch it with anyone because I knew it would be too stressful. Talk to me about that as well, because I, I'm of uh, an opinion that if it's a big game that I care about, I don't want to watch it with a lot of people. Yeah, it really Whether that be in a pub or, or wherever. Yeah, I, I want to watch it and concentrate on it, right? Yeah. I just I feel like... I don't want obviously, an idiot saying something stupid about 
Kieran Trippier's yeah. positioning. Yes, I know within the heart of hearts that Kieran Trippier <laughs> is playing badly, but yeah. I want to love this man because of what he's doing <laughs> for the team right now. Absolutely. If England won the World Cup last year, um, I was going to have to uh, get my hair cut like Kieran Trippier's. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, that, a little, that... bet, a, little, a little bet I had on with someone at TalkSport. It's a game that is recent, but I think is uh, important enough and memorable is not the right word because it is so recent, but it's something where so much happened. And I think that's, I think that's probably what makes a great game. So the one I'm going for today is I'm going for, I would go for, I would go for a, a Derby Forest game from early 2000s, I forget which year, but I'm actually going to go for uh, Arsenal and United. 1999 FA Cup semi-final. The gigs goal. The gigs goal. But it's not just the gigs goal, Stu. Yes, it's got that iconic moment, which probably elevates it above most other games. And it allowed a lot of men to be proud of their hairy chests. Yeah, well, I can't grow any hair on my chest. Not that I'm actually trying to, but I can't grow on my face either. So even if I, you know, even during this quarantine, I'm not shaving. You, you cannot tell the difference. Uh, but you're right. It, it, the, the Ryan Giggs thing, I think, personally, I was very shocked. So how old was I? 15. I think about 15. I was absolutely shocked and bewildered by what his body looked like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, not, I hadn't really thought about it, but I just didn't think it was that. <laughs> And and just I didn't I didn't really know that men had that much hair on their chest. It, it was just like wow, what, I thought I knew this guy, um, and that's what Ryan Giggs' wife thought a few years later. Like, who, who is this man? Imogen. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I was. Uh, I mean, I will talk more about the game in a second. But that uh, that is the iconic moment. That's that's the moment everyone thinks about. Yeah, to watch your head. Really, check. there's a few. There's a few things though in that game that, that like it's a game where literally everything happened. You had the best two teams in the country playing against each other. Arsenal desperately trying to stop United on this because it's a triple winning season, right? So they're trying to stop that from happening. And for a large part of the game, they are probably the better side. You have Beckham puts United one nil up. It's a lovely goal. Arsenal equalise, and then you get into extra time. And it's, I remember it being so tense just watching it. And it was a time when you had uh, neutral ground, neutral grounds for, for FA Cup semifinals. So it was Villa Park. And it just felt like that was a proper FA Cup stadium, a proper, a proper, oh, your majesty, Great Britain, what a time to be alive sort of stadium. Yeah, she was there, wasn't and she? She's front row. Probably there. Extra time comes about, you had the red card for, who said it? Was it Roy Keane sent off for Gary Neville? I forget. So you had a red card as well. And then you have, in the last minute of extra time, pretty much, you have Dennis Bergkamp. Penalty to win the game, put Arsenal through, kill United's chances. And Schmeichel comes up with a save. And it was just like, I cannot believe this is all happening in one game. This is insane. And then that's even before you have what is probably the most iconic celebration, I'd say. Uh, probably only in terms of club football it's got to be this most iconic celebration Giggs ripping his shirt off I think the only one I can compare it to is, is Gaza and Euro 96 but that was international obviously but it just had everything I mean I might be wrong on a few of those those details I have a feeling that actually Bergkamp's penalty was in, it was in normal time but you know it doesn't take anything away from the fact that that game just had everything that I could possibly ask for in a game of football uh, and then of course it led on to United doing something that is unprecedented and just hasn't happened since. We thought Liverpool might do it this season, but they showed this season 
Liverpool was such a great side showed how hard it is to compete on all those fronts. Yeah, that's the, um, that's the tough thing, isn't it? Devoting that amount of effort at every single every single tournament that you're entering because even from a psychological perspective especially for Liverpool this season just to be like well the league is is our thing yeah you're gonna yeah. Re- you're gonna relax a bit in the cups aren't you because it feels less pressure yeah I mean Liverpool seem to actually intentionally this season not you know certainly didn't feel a strong team in the FA Cup mm. Um, so maybe it's slightly different. The, anyway, um, well, what do you think? The penalty was well, in the last minute of normal time, which I think is even more exciting. Where yeah. Arsenal had the chance to basically seal it and go through, and then there's another oh, half God. hour. That is good. That's the drama that you want. Well, that's the drama that you want, right? With that in mind, uh, we're going to have a short break. Uh, we'll be back in a minute to talk about uh, some other absolute nonsense. Who knows? I'm Josh Schneider-Weiler. And I'm John McKenzie. We know that the football news cycle never slows down. But sometimes, don't you wish it did? On the Football Today podcast, we give you in-depth analysis of the most interesting stories from around the world of football. And hear from the most knowledgeable journalists in the game. You can listen to each episode in the time it takes for a single commute. So join us now and subscribe to Football Today, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, welcome back to the Whistleblowers Podcast. I'm Mark Smith. I'm here with Stuart Laws. Hello. Uh, Stuart, this is audio only. Obviously, it's a podcast. So why don't you tell the listener what that T-shirt is you're wearing? Because I can see it, and yet I still need a bit of a uh, I need a bit of a breakdown on what I'm looking at. Do you know the wolf, uh, wolves howling at the moon image? Uh, no. It's a famous T-shirt. It's like three wolves howling at a moon. Um, except, They're not wolves. Except this is keyboard cat. Oh right. And you are. You are too old to be wearing that. Well, I'm at home. I didn't think, <laughs> if I was honest, I didn't think anyone would be looking at me. <laughs> I wore this T-shirt I, um, about 15 years ago. Let's just agree that it's nice that I'm still wearing something I owned 15 years ago. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to T-shirt shame you on a, on a podcast. podcast madly. Um, right, let's uh, get into something else uh, because I know our listeners are desperate for some sort of content, mm. as the kids call it. Uh, what have we been doing in uh, in this time Without football, Stu, anything, anything fun? What have you been filling the void with? Well, grassroots football didn't get cancelled until today, so I've been playing. So your a team bit is now done. I yeah. think we're now done so that, probably for the season. Right, it's going to be difficult well, to get it back on, isn't it? Remind us of the team you play for. Gold Hill FC. Big shout out to my Gold, Gold Hill FC. Boys. Big shout out to those boys. Uh, yeah, disappointing, but probably the right thing to cancel it, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Training was cancelled tonight, which is why I'm I'm here today. I've been working on the garden, if you're asking. you shaving your pubes? <laughs> ah, it's good. good stuff. <laughs> good, clean stuff. Uh, so I moved out of London last year to have a little baby. To become uh, and, the lamest person I, I now know. And to become the lamest person, <laughs> absolutely. And I think, to be fair, I'm absolutely nailing it. <laughs> uh, so today I spent my time in the garden, in the sunshine, breaking up a few leaves, sweeping around a bit, and generally being a middle-aged man. Do you know what I like? The um, idea is the image of you doing that, you facing away from the house, and then you just think mm-hmm. to yourself, there's no more football for at least two months probably, and a single yeah. tear just rolling down your eye, but you can't look back at the house where your kid is and your wife and everything that you love because you can't. Wives. 
because <laughs> you can't let them see how upset you are about football. Yeah, it's not really that. It's more the fact that a uh, complete loss of income. Anyway, on to happier claims. Um, I want to talk to you. We talked talk there about our favourite ever games of football. Yes. Uh, but now I think we should go on to a new feature, which hasn't got a jingle. Uh, none of it will have a jingle. It's it's about our favourite football games. What's your favourite football game? Good, that's that's very good. We can clip that up and use that every week. What's your favourite football game? I'm talking specifically here, Stu, about football, computer games, potentially not even that. Maybe you could do Sudutio if you wanted to, but we're not that old. Um, I'll kick us off. My favourite football game, and this is we'll probably do one a week from here on in. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember Sensible World of Soccer? Now, not just Sensible Soccer, because of course you remember that. Of course. But Sensible World of Soccer, well, particularly the European the Cup team, edition. Right. You could manage the teams, too. Yeah, so it's a classic sensible soccer. You had the top-down view and the small sort of sprite cartoonish uh, figures. And, I mean, at the time, it would be a game that would absorb me for hours and hours. Just 2D, very simple, on my PC, using the keyboard, about four directions you could go in. There was no sort of, you know, it, well, there was no, like, di- diagonal moves you could do. It was just up, down, left, right. I think you could combine up and yeah, right to go diagonal. I can't remember. Because I think there was a, to, a way of scoring where it was about 25 yards out, sort of at the, sort of the apex of the, um, the... Oh, he knows. Where if you could pop a shot off from there diagonally, it would almost definitely mm. go in. He knows his onions, this boy. But it was... The graphics nothing to write home about, different to the game you're going to be talking about. But it was one of those, once you had the management feature and once you could... So I had Football Manager at the time, or as it was called, Championship Manager. And obviously it was nowhere near as detailed as that, but it was the thrilling combination, Stu, the thrilling combination of playing and picking the team yes. and sorting out various dealings. It was absolutely brilliant. And I think, I don't know how true this is, but I feel like if I played it now, it might still stand up. It might still be an all right game. Really? Have you played it? I think so. I mean, that might be insane. Is I, that insane? You know what? I think I might actually have it. So if, um, a friend of mine and colleague, Nick, uh, built mm. a Raspberry Pi computer with a load of emulate with an emulator sorry sorry what's that you have to run me through what you just said you built a raspberry pi <laughs> it's a raspberry pi is a small are we talking computer. about the same thing it's a small computer that you can build yourself. why is it called raspberry pi I, I it's pi not pie um, okay and he put oh, a, find an emulator on there and you can use it for lots of things you can use it you can hack it to work for as like a security device in your house and program stuff but he used it to build an emulator for me with loads of old games on it and i think there might it Great. might have sensible word of soccer on so i'm going to fire Brilliant. that up after this and see fire it up man and let us know if it stands up next week um oh, by the way before we get into Stuart's, Stuart's choice uh you can get all these games right like you just said you got there's an emulated version you can get them all so in this time of absolute fucking nothing Feel free, watch the games we talk about, um, play the games that we're talking about. Help us out, for Christ's sake. Here's what I think about Sensible World of Soccer and why I didn't fully love it as much is that I thought the fact that you could play the game ruined the fact that you could manage it. And I, I like It sort of managing. negates it, right. Yeah, because you could go, right, I've got this new signing. Well, I'll just score with all the goals with him then. Yeah, easy. And off we go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you actually uh, skewered my choice there. I'm very sorry. Well done. Uh, so let, let us know what, what you think your favourite game, uh, football game is, uh, and we'll argue about why you're wrong. Uh, Stu, what are you going for? I'm going for Actua Soccer. Oh, 
my boy. Yeah, knife. How old, Stu, how, how old are you? I'm 35. So I was 10 You're when that came out. Uh, 11 when it came out. Absolute prime time. Prime time for a young man to be playing on the PC. And what was exciting about it was because obviously FIFA World of Soccer, is that what it was called? Oh no, it was called, it was called FIFA Soccer and then FIFA 95. Mm. FIFA 95, yeah. Um, FIFA International Soccer, I think it was, was called. It, yeah. I'd played them and it had sort of been quite fun. There was another game on a Mega Drive which I'd played at a friend's. But Actua Soccer was like the first one I'd bought for my own PC. Yeah. And it was suddenly like, it was proper graphics because they looked like yes. footballers. And the stadium existed. And when you scored, it's something played on the Jumbotron. And you were like, yeah, this is it. This is the football visceral experience that I love. Keep talking. <laughs> That's it, really. I mean, it, it was three. Also, actually, that was a good thing. You could pick a camera that went behind the player that was running with the ball. Yes. There were lots of reasons why I like this game. They had uh, proper commentary was one of the things that I loved. Yes. Um, and you could score absolute worldies on that game. It was better commentary than FIFA because FIFA seemed to be quite sort of straightforward. Whereas this, who was it that did? Was it Jonathan Pierce that did that? Uh, good question. I don't know. I'll have to find out and get back to you. Um, and yeah, the world is you could score. You, you, it was the first time that you could score a goal and then actually watch it back and be like, "Oh, that was yeah, that's right, that was good." That was a so for you, for younger listeners, this would all sound so lame. Both those choices, but go on, genuinely groundbreaking at the time. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I also had I also had uh, actual golf as well. Oh yeah, yeah, I played um, which that I bought the year after. Great, and that was that was brilliant. Problem was, uh, I, whenever I would buy a game on the PC, it was a complete lottery as to whether it would work or not. Like I just, I didn't know what I was doing. Installation yes. could be an, an absolute nightmare. It's not now like you put on Sony PlayStation, you buy a game, it's going to work. Yeah. Back then, it was like, all right, well, this might be just uh, moot. Who knows? But can I give soccer, you a little bit of information about it? You can yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They actually took motion capture from three players from a Premier League team, a Premiership team at the time. Do you want to guess which, which team? team? Oh, this is good. Yeah. Um, and while you're thinking, I'll uh, tell you, it wasn't John. Um, it was uh, Barry Davies, not Jonathan Pierce. Oh, nice. All right. Can I ask you a few questions about which team it is? Please, please, we can please, whittle please. it down. Yeah. Uh, are they currently in the Premier League still? They are not. They are not. Uh, are they in championship? Yes. Are they northern? Uh, yes. Are they from the Steel City? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Champion Wednesday? Yeah. Have I got that right? You've got that right. <laughs> you actually you, why, three you questions. No, no. It seems crazy, isn't it, that a major football game did motion capture of three Sheffield Wednesday players? Yeah, all of them centre-backs. That's why <laughs> yeah. they look so stiff. <laughs> Good stuff. Right, we picked our two teams there. Uh, sorry, two games there. Uh, you know what, Stu? That's going to be probably it for the podcast this week. Uh, guys listening, do get in touch with us at Football Podcast on Twitter. Um, if your mates of ours feel like you really shouldn't, just just do it. It's fine. Don't be embarrassed. I'm here saying stuff out loud. That's embarrassing. You can come in with an element of anonymity at least. And I'm just helping a mate out. This is having a mate out. Uh, so if you want the podcast to continue, do that. If you don't, we will honestly take the hint and stop doing this. But, uh, you know, until we hear anything else about the actual football and what's happening in this country and abroad, then uh, there's not a lot we can do apart from just keep churning out this, uh, what would you call it, bilge? We could call it bunker cast. Uh, I feel like Whistleblowers has got enough of, got of the, the name cash, already. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Um, thanks for being here, Stu. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, we'll see you again, hopefully, next week. Fingers crossed. Lovely, washed, clean fingers crossed. And keep blowing those whistles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.